in eternity. So one day, Pastor Kurt, when he called you, you knew when to listen because you had a relationship with him. And he predestined you, predetermined you, set you apart. That's why you couldn't fit in. That's why you couldn't follow them that said, follow us. That's why your spirit starts to, when you sit around certain kind of people, your spirit can't allow you because you've been set apart. That's why you can't gossip about the pastor because you've been set apart. You've been called, you've been predestined. So the title of my message this morning is, I am who God says I am. I am who God says I am. I am who God called me to be. So Gideon comes in the wine press. Isn't it amazing where God finds him in a place of transition? Where the grapes is being pressed into their promise. Where the grapes is being pressed into wine. What will God find you busy doing when he comes to you? Where will God find you if he comes to meet you at a place? Where will he find you? Will it be in a place of transition? Where he's going to take this house from one level to the next level? What will God find us busy doing when he comes to meet us one day? Will you be on your place when he comes? Or will you still be far from him? When he called you. Will you still be doing your own thing when he called you, when he set you apart, when he predestined you? Will you still be doing your own thing when God has called you to this house to work in the vineyard? Will you still be far? God predestined this house. God predestined your family. God predestined where you will work, what you will do. Predestined. I came to somebody this morning that said, I feel disqualified. I feel disqualified to even do what you asked me to do. I feel disqualified. Because my clan is not the greatest. I come from a messed up background. I can't do what you asked me to do. My past is so messed up, I don't even want to talk about it. You disqualified yourself. And how can a God that's so big call somebody that's so down and out, call him a mighty warrior? Because God knows the end from the beginning. And he says, greater is he that is within you than he that's in the world. So what God actually did was he called the end from the beginning. Before Gideon even stepped on the battlefield, he said, you mighty warrior. So stop disqualifying yourself and saying, God, not me, man. You got the wrong address. You got the wrong person here this morning. God's calling this house back. God's calling you back. You've been so far from him, but he's calling you back. 
You've been so far from him because you felt unworthy to stand in his presence for what you have done. For the choices that you made, you feel unworthy to stand in his presence. But God said, I called you by your name and I set you apart and I predestined you. I knew what you will go through. I knew where I will find you. I know what you will be doing tomorrow. I know it. I know what you did yesterday. But his love never changes for you. That's why he's calling you back this morning. He's calling you back this morning not because of what your surname might be. He's calling you because he needs you. He's calling you because he needs you in the vineyard this morning. He's calling you by your name this morning. And sometimes you might have feel, felt far from him, but he's calling you back this morning. He's calling you back into your destiny because you've been so far out of your destiny, but this morning he's calling you back this morning. Stop disqualifying yourself. Stop disqualifying yourself. In fact, stop sitting around people that's feeling sorry for themselves. Stop sitting in the environment of people that's feeling sorry for themselves. In fact, stop sitting around people that's feeling unworthy. Stop sitting in the atmosphere of people that doesn't want to do nothing in life. Stop sitting in an environment that is bringing you down and crushing you even further. You want to know why you can't get out? It's because you're sitting too long. The longer you sit in an environment where people smoke, you'll also start smoking. The longer you sit in an environment where men so kissy sit in as beer, but you, you'll also start. Yeah, kissy is past today. Yes, obstulani. The longer you sit in an environment like that, but can I tell you something? The longer you sit with somebody that prays, man, somebody that seeks God day after day, somebody that just wants to be in His presence, the moment you sit long enough in somebody's presence that just wants to see God do something, your life will never be the same again. But the longer you sit and you in your mess, in your mess state, in your wine press state. The longer you sit there and you disqualify yourself and you say, Ach man, ek wil my hier man, ek wil, ek wil niemand offend die man. The, the longer you sit in gossip, sy gaat ook saam praat. Het begin moest die stem net saam. Ek het nog al sy gesien, ja. Ek het nog die gehoor, ja. It starts like that. Then after a time, I said, het jy gehoor? It starts like that. Come out of that environment. God predestined you. Predetermined you. Set you apart. But the longer you stay in that environment, sy gaat nergens jy. You're going nowhere with him. Get you in a different environment. 
And Gideon is telling God, the great God, wait for me. If it is really you, wait for me. How many times did we tell God, wait for me? I'm coming to bring you a sacrifice of my offering. Wait for me. Wait for me. If it's really you, just wait for me. He says, wait for me. He's in a tight spot because the Midianites is destroying their land. It's in a tight spot because they're destroying what they have. It's in a tight spot because they're taking all the cattle, taking all the oxen, taking everything that they're working for. And he's in a wine press and he's pressing the bread and the wheat. Pressing it. He's hiding from the Midianites. God gets him there. Gets him in a place of transition. And he's busy pressing the wheat. Hiding from the Midianites because they're trying to destroy them. This is the same people that's in trouble, but God brought them out, but they're again in trouble. This is the same people. Because he's reminded that they came out of Egypt. The same God that brought them out of Egypt as now because of their disobedience gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Your disobedience, God will hand you over to your enemies. Your disobedience will make sure that you suffer. Your disobedience to God. That's why God says, it is because of your obedience that you will eat the fruit of the land. Because of your willingness. And he's sitting there. He's eating the wheat. He lasts the picking. Hiding under the oak that his father owned. Hiding from the Midianites. Hiding from the Midianites because they're coming to destroy him. He says, if there is really a God, why has all these things happened to me? And sound familiar. If they as I know rechtigere as no. Why did I have to go through what I went through? It was setting you up. You went through what you went through because it was setting you up. Lazarus had to stay in the tomb because he was setting Jesus up. So that one day they would believe that when the stone was rolled away, they would remember that he did it with Lazarus. So that when he rolled his own stone away, they would believe. Because they seen him do it. So Lazarus was setting Jesus up for what he was supposed to do. Because Jesus wasn't busy at all. He wasn't busy at all. So why did he leave Lazarus laying in the tomb? Because he was setting himself up. He was setting himself up. 
so that Mary would anoint him at that specific time and she would break an alabaster box. The same Mary that saw a brother being raised, that same Mary broke an alabaster box and anointed him for such a time because she saw him roll the stone away. So Lazarus was there to set him up. And his one sister was upset with him. If he were in here on time. Didn't know the setup was busy happening in front of her eyes. If you were here on time, he would have still been alive. And Jesus said, I'm starting something new. So Lazarus was a setup. What you went through wasn't just for jokes. It was a setup for God to come through. It was a setup to test your faith. It was a setup to see who you really believe in. Somebody say it was a setup. It was a setup. I'm called. I'm predestined. God knew my end from my beginning. And he's calling you this morning. Gideon thought that he needed 32,000 men to defeat the Midianites. 32,000. He thought. And I can understand why he thought so because he comes from a very small clan. And then God said, tell them. Tell them. All those that fear, they must go. Get rid of the people that's fearing where you're going to. Get rid of the people that's scared of where you're going to. Get rid of them. Get rid of people that is living in unbelief with you. When you talk about where your business needs to go to, Pastor Ruby, and the people said it will never happen, get rid of those people. And he sent them home until there was 9,000 left. And then and God said, but that's still too much to take on the Midianites. That's still too much. Somebody say it's a setup. It's a setup. Take the 9,000 to the brook. Take them down to the brook. And those that are not lapping like a dog for the water. The men of the fence, the men of the fence, Sometimes when you go to war, you can't have people that wants to be nice, man. Sometimes when you go through something, you can't have people that wants to be all nice and all neat with the devil because the devil is not nice and neat with you. The devil wants to mess you up. You've got to get people that's going to get down with you. So 8,700 were fancy people. 
says, get those. Get those that will lap the water like a dog. Get those that will get on their knees and worship me. And God used 300 people, 300 men to destroy the Midianites. From 32,000, God just needs 300. Because God never does a head count. He does a heart count. God never qualifies you by how much people you have. God looks at the heart. That's why David's father brought the best of the best before him. But God said, not them. Unless the fancy man. Get me the man that's worshipping me in the field. Get him. God doesn't do it by head count. God does it by heart. Get me a man that's after my own heart. Get me a man that calls me his shepherd. Get me that one. David describes God so big that we look like grasshoppers to God. That's how big he describes God. Get me the one that sings hymns and songs. Get me the one that worships me when nobody's looking. Get me the one that dances naked before me. Get me that one. Somebody say it was a setup. David was a setup for Jesus. That's why God never chose the others. Because out of David's lineage, Jesus had to come through. So God was busy setting him up. This morning, God's setting you up this morning. And he's calling you this morning back. He's calling you this morning back to your rightful place in him. He's calling you back because you've been so far from him that the last time that he spoke to you, it was in eternity. And you haven't spoken to him while you are in time because you've been going around your day forgetting who brought you to this world. He said, I predestined you. I set you apart. I know you. I know your weaknesses. I know your trials and your tribulations. I know you. I predestined you. No wonder God called him mighty man of warrior. No wonder God called the end from the beginning because God knew exactly where he was going to take Gideon. In Romans 8, 28, 29 says the following as I end off this morning. Come team, come out, please. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Those he justified, 
those he set apart, he also glorified. You might feel in this place that you come from the smallest background, smallest family. You might feel in this place that you're disqualified and you're unworthy this morning. But God's calling you back. God's calling you back because he found you in a place of transition. God needs you this morning. God needs you this morning. He needs you to take the kingdom of God to this world. He needs you. I don't know who I came to preach to this morning. But God called you this morning. He predestined you, predetermined you, set you in from your beginning and then took you back to the beginning so that you can live out what he called you to be. And this morning you might have felt that you're so far from him, but God's calling you back. Doesn't matter how far you are, God's calling you. God's calling you this morning. And I know that the Holy Spirit is busy tugging on you this morning. To come this morning. To come and say, God, just wait for me. As I bring my offering this morning of myself, just wait for me. You called me more than 2,000 years ago on the cross of Calvary. You called out my name. But just wait for me. As I bring my body a living sacrifice towards you. Holy and acceptable. So if I'm preaching to you this morning, I want you to come this morning. If you know that you've stepped out and you know that you're not on the right road with God, just come. God is calling you. He's calling you this morning. Who will be the first one to say, I'm coming? God, just wait for me, I'm coming. Just like Gideon said, God, I'm coming this morning. I'm coming with my offering in my hand. I'm coming and I'm bringing my body before you as a living sacrifice this morning. I'm coming, God. If it is really you that's calling, I'm coming. In fact, I'm coming with my baggage. I'm coming with my messed up self. I'm coming. presence of the Lord is in this place. you've gone on but God's calling you back home this morning it's all about you Jesus God's calling you this morning it's all about you it's all about you it's all about you Jesus 
anybody sick in this place, we want to pray with you this morning. And please just lift up your hands as we just stretch our hands forth to you this morning. And we believe God to do the healing work. His healing power is in this place. Father, I come before you this morning, Lord God. We thank you that your healing power is in this place, Lord God. We thank you right now that you strengthen every bone, every ligament to go in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God every pain to subside in Jesus' name and to leave everybody in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. We declare victory over this house in the mighty name of Jesus. Now can we give God some praise in this place?